Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour, and they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, my charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Hello everyone, I am Blaine Gilmer and welcome to another episode of Recruiting Every Second, the show on the Believe Podcast Network that brings you everything and all things SEC football recruiting related and today is July 1st, a new era in both college football and college sports in general as name, image and likeness kicked off at 12.01 a.m. this morning as the calendar flipped from June 30th to July 1st. Athletes throughout the college football landscape were taking advantage of this new opportunity that's been afforded to them, none more so than Derek King of Miami. Him and Mackenzie Milton, who Mackenzie Milton now at Florida State, and then, of course, Derek King, formerly of Houston, now at Miami. Both are coming off injuries, but it seems that both have had some time on their hands to think through this and come up with a key idea. At 12 o'clock this morning, at 12 o'clock a.m., Florida State's McKenzie Milton and Miami's Derek King started the Dreamfield platform. It's an NIL platform that is going to allow players in to have basically a marketplace to sell their time. Uh, an ESPN report from Andrea Adelson says this. It said, just past midnight, Milton King signed on as co-founders of Dreamfield, an NIL-based platform focused primarily on booking live events for student athletes, including autograph signings, meet and greets, and speaking engagement. Milton King will be the public faces of Dreamfield and recruit other athletes to use the platform and recruit they have as Nolan Smith, outside linebacker for the University of Georgia, has already signed on to be a part of the Dreamfield product. And the reason we're talking about two ACC quarterbacks here is because this is just the start of this in terms of SEC impact because schools outside the SEC are going to come and try to utilize the name, image, and likeness vehicle to chip away at what has been the dominance of the SEC, especially programs like the Alabamas, like the Georgias, the LSUs of the world, 
they're going to come after that corner kind of that they've had on the market. For the longest time now, college football, the amateurism part of it has been fully intact. There's been, you know, things get reported to the NCAA. Of course, there's everybody knows that there's always under the table stuff that goes on, and that's just that's just part of it. But in terms of the out front public perception, players could not market themselves, their own brands, their own business ventures. And now that is all changed. And there's going to be certain coaches and certain programs that are going to be able to uniquely position themselves to be able to take advantage of this in their recruiting, in their roster building, in the transfer market. It is going to be a game changer for many programs that I consider to be in that middle to second tier in the competitive balance. And that's what we're really talking about here. Uh, I've heard people in the past few days like Cooper Manning and Jay Billis talk about the competitive balance in sports and how there's really a lack thereof right now and that name, image, and likeness could go a long way to making sure that this is um, a more competitive, balanced playing field where you're not worrying about, you know, it's you're losing interest maybe in sport because it's only two, three teams have a chance to win a national championship. Don't get me wrong. Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson's of the world, they're still going to be dominant and, and the most uh, preeminent programs in the country with teams like like Georgia and LSU and Texas and teams like that having the resources to be able to any given year jump up in there into the the championship climate. Um, but we're going to get to all that and some specific examples here in just a minute. Got to go ahead and uh, take care of our sponsor here. We're very thankful for Bet Online presenting the show to you. Guys, the, the month of June was a hot one in terms of sports action, and Bet Online was there to cover it all during June. They'll be there to cover it during July from basketball playoffs, hockey playoffs, to baseball's marquee matchups, including prop bets and features. Bet Online has all the latest odds, news, information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Listen, guys, whether you're looking for the latest odds, the news, information, you've got you've got it all over there. So before you go to the next tip-off, face-off, or head or pitch, head over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. So thanks to Bet Online for presenting the show today and now we're going to talk about okay how is name image and likeness going to directly impact the sec so right now there's kind of that tier of programs as i mentioned georgia alabama lsu i've been in that first tier florida for a while has kind of been borderline first tier uh specifically in the last few years 
I would argue that Florida's been way more in a, in a second tier of in terms of their performance, definitely in their recruiting. Their recruiting may be third tier. Their recruiting has been terrible uh, under Dan Mullen at the University of Florida. You can't go finish 9 to 14 every year. People say, oh, well, he develops. Well, guess what? He would do, If he had guys that started out with higher talent levels and higher ceilings, then he could develop them you know, even more and try to try to win more than, you know, eight games in a year. And people think it's a great year for their program. So that is a problem for the University of Florida. That's why they're kind of in that second rung, that second tier trying to trying to climb up to the top. So I'm going to put Florida down in the second tier, maybe with uh, the Auburns of the world. You, you could even throw in um, Tennessee in there right now. And then, of course, I think everybody else down below that, the the Ole Miss, the Mississippi States, the Kentuckys, trying to fight constantly every year for for relevancy uh, to try to get into things. And then, of course, you got people like Arkansas, uh, who has just not been very good at all. But I believe they've got a a good direction and program and someone as a head coach in Sam Pittman who will embrace NIL, the same thing with Clark Lee over at Vandy to try to benefit their programs tremendously. And they're more in that, that third tier. I will go circle back in that second tier. You got Texas A&M that is borderline hopping up to the, the first tier as well. So you've got your tiers in the SEC, if you will. And it's just been, Kind of that's the way it is. The recruiting has been dominated by Georgia, Alabama, LSU. And a lot of that has been because, okay, this is the model, the amateurism model that they're working under. So what do players have to consider? It's not about finance. It wasn't about financial opportunities except for who can put me in the league three, four years from after I sign. Georgia, Alabama, LSU do that as good as anyone Kentucky also has gotten a good reputation for that over the last few years. However, now you're going to have teams that are very creative in how they're going to go about helping these players from a financial point of view. Now, it's important to note the NCAA is not allowing this to be a pay-for-play type model. They're not allowing the schools to pay the players directly themselves. They're not allowing them to really facilitate these deals. A lot of this is going to be based on the player's creativity, the player's imagination themselves in terms of securing these deals. But in terms of geography and the opportunity to be around certain certain opportunities, that is going to play a big role. I think you're going to see some prospects who were in that high three-star, low four-star type range that were maybe late additions to a class at a at a Alabama, maybe somebody that kind of snuck under the radar, a late addition to a class at a Georgia who were there to Maybe some other schools really wanted them higher up on their on their board, their quote unquote board, so to speak, where now 
they were going to these programs like Alabama and Georgia for the opportunity to be just a part of a higher chance of winning, a higher chance of developing uh, a guy like an Eric Stokes, for example, a three-star guy that turns into a first-round pick uh, through his time at Georgia. Some of these players are going to end up not only at other SEC schools because of the way that they can be marketed by through earlier playing time and the way that they can be marketed as a more priority type guy at another school, a Kentucky, an Old Miss, a Mississippi State, a Vanderbilt. Some of those type players, the guys who have made Georgia and Alabama and LSU juggernauts because of their tremendous depth and the quality of that depth, they are going to go elsewhere. Also, you're going to have some, some key four- and five-star guys travel out to places like Southern Cal, uh, like to Texas, Austin, Texas, um, go out to go to Miami. Miami, Southern Cal, Texas should be absolute beast in recruiting with the NIL policy coming out because at Southern Cal, the university cannot set up things themselves. But when you talk about an alumni base and people having fingers in different avenues for these players to create clothing brands, to get speaking engagement opportunities, that is something that is going to impact the balance of the recruiting classes around the country. This truly won't be felt in terms of the stranglehold kind of that the SEC has had on producing NFL talent, on being in the playoffs, on winning the playoffs, on having teams ranked multiple teams in the you know top five, six, seven teams in the, in the country uh, for weeks at a time. That's not going to happen probably again until – that's not going to impact that for another two, three, four years because recruiting classes take time to build up, take time for, for, for things to change. So I think that's going to be an overtime type process, but I do believe that is coming through this. Now, the biggest knee-jerk reaction you're going to see to certain things is this going to get messy. There's going to be players and teams and opportunities that have blowups with guys because they're not allowing people to uh, maybe take certain opportunities that may look negatively upon the university. Let's say somebody wants to get sponsored by a, a marijuana dispensary and it's not legal in their state, but it's somebody from out of state that wants them to do a commercial for a marijuana dispensary. How is that going to go down? Uh, if if colleges out in the state of Colorado allow a student athlete to do that, but in another state they're they're not allowed to, or or in California you're allowed to do that, and USC can take advantage of that, but an Alabama or a Georgia or an LSU cannot. There's just 
all different various layers of this. And I do believe, honestly, that, that of course, coaches like Nick Saban and coaches like Kirby Smart, who are more of the the ilk, uh, more of the, the lean to rule kind of with an iron fist and control all media opportunities and things like that, believe their style is going to have to change a little bit. Otherwise, teams are going to use it as negative recruiting against them. You got guys like the Lane Kiffins of the world, the Clark Lees of the world, the Mike Leeches of the world. Even back when he was at Vanderbilt, uh, now at Penn State, James Franklin, you got guys like Manny Diaz down at, at Miami. There's lots of coaches that are, I guess, of a that newer generation type thinking of that more openly free player friendly type deal that that they're going to be more open and more creative in how they think about this now don't get me wrong i'm not saying that nick saban and kirby smart are, are sticks in the mud by any reason they're they're going to adapt and change as needed because that's that's the lifeblood of their business that's how they go about their their programs kirby smart is trying to change his his offense there to um be more open, be more explosive, things like that. Nick Saban did that a long time ago, and that's just from a scheme standpoint. So I know that their programs are going to change as well. Georgia's, of course, already put up their student-athletes' Twitter and Instagram handles now on the, on the official roster. There's went out there before July 1st. You got guys like Gus Malzahn, formerly of Auburn, now at UCF, that was putting people's Twitter and Instagram handles on their back during spring practice. Who knows if that'll happen during during the year, stuff like that. So we will have to see what ends up happening in terms of those types of changes from a national point of view if certain players and players talk and players help recruit, current players help recruit prospects and things like that. And if You've got a player like Miami does now with Derek King who just signed a $20,000 deal with College Hunks Hauling Junk, which is a clothing brand that and a, a clothing brand memorabilia that he's going to be involved with now. That is a big asset to say, hey, you come to Miami, we can put you in contact with Derek King who can teach you the ropes of, hey, here's how I went about building my brand. Here's how I went about doing this. So the players are already, the current players for a team are already an important part of recruiting. They've just become even more so. But specifically to the SEC, you've got teams like a Kentucky, an Old Miss, a Vanderbilt, a Texas A&M who has a lot of businesses, of course, and opportunities there in the, in the Texas area. And you're talking about variants of teams with, do they have state income tax? Like they don't in, in Florida, they don't in Tennessee, they do in Georgia, they do in Alabama. So a lot of that is a variance as well. And we're going to get into all that just after this break, but we do want to bring you, tell you this show is also brought to you by Moink. 
Moik was founded by an eighth-generation farmer who was featured on Shark Tank. Host Kevin O'Leary said it's the best bacon he's ever had. And Jamie Simonoff, creator of the Ring Doorbell, invested in Moik. Why did just four companies control 80% of the U.S. meat industry? Because big food crushes the little guy. You can help change that with moinkbox.com. Why are 97% of chickens served in the United States dipped in chlorine? Simple, because big food doesn't have the same quality standards as the family farm. That's why you need moinkbox.com. It's the best bacon, the best steak, the best chicken, and the best salmon you'll ever eat, and it won't come from the grocery store. You'll only find it on the family farm and caught by independent Alaskan fishermen. That's why you need moinkbox.com. Join Moinkbox today. Go to moinkbox.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V right now. And listeners to this show get free bacon for a year with every box ordered. That's one year of the best bacon you'll ever taste, but for a limited amount of time. It's spelled moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash believe, B-L-E-A-V. That's moinkbox.com slash believe. I want to thank Moink for sponsoring the show. But as I said, this where this is really going to change is it's not going to change for the top of the top prospects. Georgia and Alabama and LSU are still going to get these, you know, Texas A&M, Florida to a certain extent are going to get some of these four and five star guys that are going to have the opportunity to be the guy on those rosters. But where it's going to hurt is down the line, like I said, those those pieces that a guy who would be a high three-star, low four-star that has to be a special teams player for a couple years before they can work their way into a starting role at a Georgia or an Alabama, guys that end up turning into being program legends and favorites because They've trusted the the process, so to speak. They've went through the ranks. They've climbed up, and now then they become, you know, two two year just workhorse stars for their program. The blue collar type guys. You may see some of those guys end up elsewhere. And if a guy like a Lane Kiffin, who is all about promoting fun and having his players, can find creative ways to use NIL to leverage a, a player to to have another piece of information to enter that player's home with when they're allowed to start to entering homes again on recruiting and go in and say, I fully embrace your young man when he is not at football, when, when it is not the mandated time and he's also taking care of his grades because that is going to be factored into this. I've, I just have a full belief that the the schools are going to have to find a way to, if it ever comes down to where it is paid out by the schools, they're going to have to find a way to incorporate grades in there with this being college athletics. But as long as they're taking care of business on the field and in the classroom, their own time is their own time. That is going to have to be fully embraced. And guys like Lane Kiffin, Guys like Mike Leach, guys like Clark Lee are going to fully embrace that. Uh, guys like, you know, 
Nick Saban and Kirby Smart and Ed Orgeron, who are constantly thinking about, you know, constantly thinking about the game, constantly thinking about getting 1% better and things like that. And their players kind of reflect that. That's why they've been so successful because they've got driven players that, that really want to succeed and want to improve. It's just going to be an adjustment. I'm not going to say, I'm not saying they cannot do it. I'm saying it's going to be an adjustment. They're going to have to change their, their style and their way of doing so. And that's why they get paid millions of dollars a year. Those coaches do to be able to make these adjustments, to navigate these things. They are the CEO of these, these businesses because that's what these college football programs are these businesses so what i'm saying is there's going to be some that are more creative than others i'm not saying they're going to come up and and it's going to be a drastic shift in program uh you know stability where josh heupel and tennessee are going to find the answer to the right recipe for nil and they're going to hop up to be the predominant power in the sec east every year no i'm not saying that's going to happen with lane kiffin at ole miss and they're going to overtake alabama and the sec west no that's not what i'm saying what i'm saying is it's going to change these where a lot of the depth and the guys who make it possible for alabama and georgia to pull away from teams by 14 21 28 points late in games because they have more depth and they wear people down and they they just break their will over time that depth may not be there as much or the quality of that depth may not be there as much and there may be more opportunity for people to stay closer in games have chances for upsets create a little bit more parity and if that happens then the second part of that is going to be People are going to like that college football playoff system much more, especially with it expanding to to 12 teams, it seems. Because like in the NFL, if there's more quality of players on each given roster, then one to two losses in a year, three losses in a year, are going to be looked upon much differently because a team lost to a overall higher quality bunch of talent. And that's that's going to come into play with these non-conference games with the SEC, with like for this year, Auburn playing Penn State. If James Franklin is a proves to be, he already recruits pretty well up there uh, for the Nitt- Nittany Lions. He also recruited pretty well when he was at Vanderbilt as well already a good recruiter in the normal system but james franklin strikes me as the type of man that is going to make great adjustments and strides and try to do everything he can to set up his players for success in their branding in their opportunities things like that without just fully straight facilitating it but got another school penn state a great fan base uh they're located up in the Northwest, you know, you, you could, I guess they could sell maybe proximity uh, to to New York, to Philadelphia, to some of those markets out there that wouldn't be too far off for some, some advertising opportunities, for, you know, internship opportunities, things of that nature. Georgia and Alabama, of course, can do the same with Atlanta. 
with, um, you know, Montgomery, different markets, Huntsville. There's different places, Nashville for Vanderbilt. But you're talking about schools that match up between Penn State and Auburn this upcoming year that that could be a matchup in the future that has even higher playoff implications because, okay, the, both these teams are now consistently uh, considered to be top 15 squads because of how they're recruiting. That hasn't always been the case for both programs here recently. You're talking about teams like Alabama and Miami. If Miami gets closer up to being toward where the U was back in the day, that's a huge matchup. Instead of Alabama being a 16 and a half point favorite and people feeling that like that's almost easy money to take for, against, you know, take the points and, uh, you know, take Alabama and that, that they're going to beat them by more than 16 and a half points. If that's not the case anymore, because Miami has proved themselves to be a NIL friendly school and more and more talent, they're keeping more of that South Florida talent at home which are already starting to do under uh, Manny Diaz, then watch out. You know, maybe that becomes a, a deal where perennially teams like Alabama, Ohio State, Georgia's, LSU, the Clemson's, they go from being 16, 18-point favorites against a school like Miami to being a, you know, six, seven-point favorite, a one-score type game. And that changes college football drastically all the way around. So I thought it was very interesting and worthy to talk about going into this new era of NIL and wanted to wanted to address it. I think it's going to create a little bit more parity in the balance of power of the SEC of college football in general. And I mean a little more. I mean, it's just going to change the chances of a given team that's able to utilize this and and help harness the branding of student athletes in a way where it just helps their recruiting incrementally. It changes them from being a perennially 15th in the country to 7th in the country, from being a team that's, that's 12th in the country to 8th in the country, from being a, a team that is outside the top 25 to inside the top 25. Incremental changes in recruiting over time is what's going to be able to, this is going to make the changes and get things done. So that's going to be what changes the the SEC as well. Again, guys, I'm Blaine Gilmer. This has been a episode of Recruiting Every Second. You can follow me using at BGilmer18 on Twitter. Also follow the show using at Recruiting underscore SEC. The show has been brought to you on the Believe Podcast Network and presented by Bet Online and Moinkbox.com. So thankful for those sponsors. So that's our show for today. Just wanted to touch on what's going on with the NIL and guys like Derek King, Mackenzie Milton, who've started their own uh, NIL platform, you know, where people are able to to buy time if you will from these athletes buy their time and that's something that is totally new and we'll we'll 
we'll see how it all works out. It's going to be a crazy week. Uh, make sure to get on Twitter and Instagram and follow all the stuff that's going on. And we will catch you next time here on Recruiting Every Second. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Oh, my charcoal mask. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Cheers to a great day and this ice-cold Corona. You know what would make this day even better? My grandma's carne asada. Throw in some music. We can watch the game. Or we could keep it simple. Corona, la vida más fina. Get your Corona at ordercorona.com. Relax responsibly. Corona extra beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois.